0: Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead.
1: Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is July 16th, 2018. I'll just leave the bill here then. No no rush at all. Please take your time. The obsequious waiter leaves the cheque on the table, but the Sopranos, loudly enjoying an excellent dinner, ignore it entirely and demand more lobsters. Polly orders some champagne for some women at a table in the corner. There is some question as to who will, in the end, pay the bill. But for now, no one pays any attention. The accountants at the Treasury Department must have felt something like that waiter on Thursday afternoon when they quietly presented the public with their monthly updated account on the federal finances. The federal deficit for June was $75 billion. For the fiscal year to date, that is, last October through June, it totaled $607 billion. And three months, when they released the full numbers for fiscal 2018, it should add up to more than $830 billion. For fiscal 2019, it should exceed $1.1 trillion, and according to Congressional Budget Office estimates, for every year thereafter, as far as the eye can see, the federal deficit should remain above $1 trillion. There are, of course, some positives to all of this deficit spending and the tax cuts ina- enacted late last year. Reducing the U.S. corporate tax rate to roughly the OECD average was a reform long overdue and should pay long-term dividends in terms of economic efficiency. In addition, while few economists would prescribe adding fiscal stimulus to a full employment economy, it is helping to employ many Americans who would not have been able to find jobs in a cooler economy. Finally, it should be admitted that this economy seems particularly well adapted to absorb stimulus without generating higher inflation, a fact that was underlined by last Thursday's relatively tame CPI report. However, the stimulus to growth is temporary, and both supply and demand should conspire to cut growth to a 2% year-over-year pace by the second half of next year. Meanwhile, there is the matter of the bill. Now, so far, the bill has been very easy to ignore. In the week ahead, economic data should still look very positive, with solid June retail sales following a blockbuster May, good gains in building permits, and still very low unemployment claims. Fed Chairman Jay Powell will testify to Congress on the state of the economy and should relay some very positive messages, while reinforcing expectations of continued Fed rate hikes at a pace of one every three months. Moreover, despite good economic news, heavy Treasury issuance and the Fed's gradual unwinding of its balance sheet, long-term interest rates have remained low, with the 10-year Treasury yield at 2.83% on Friday, roughly in line with June's year-over-year CPI inflation. This lack of any significant bond market response to deficit spending has eroded the political will to do something about it, particularly because any solution involves considerable pain. Some say we should try to deal with the deficit by cutting back on spending. However, the reality is that five items – defense, social security, Medicaid, Medicare, and interest on the national debt – will account for 73% of federal spending this fiscal year, and all of them are rising fast. In five years, according to the CBO, they will account for 77% of federal spending. There is little political will to touch any of these, and no way to balance the budget through spending cuts without doing so. Tax increases also seem unlikely. Recent elections have consistently favoured politicians who have promised tax cuts over those espousing a more conservative fiscal approach. More importantly, most Americans just don't see an urgent need to balance the budget. In a recent Gallup poll, when asked about the most important problem facing the country, just 1% mentioned federal debt and deficits, thus ranking our fiscal situation as joint 20th in order of importance. But chronic fiscal deficits are like chronic heart disease. The time you get your first bad symptoms is way past the time when you can easily do something about it. Because of this lack of public concern, if and when the U.S. economy enters the next recession, there will likely be a clamor for new tax cuts and spending increases. If this occurs, the debt will be ratcheted up to a new trajectory, even more extreme than its current path. Over time, some credit risk premium may be added to Treasury rates, adding to the expense of funding the debt. A growing share of taxes will be devoted to servicing this debt, and most of the interest payments will go abroad, thus funding the retirement of citizens of other countries. Eventually, taxes will be raised and spending cut just to service the debt. When this happens, politics makes it likely that richer Americans will get hit by the biggest tax increases, and demographics suggest older Americans will suffer the brunt of the spending cutbacks. For today, this underscores the need for those preparing for retirement to save and invest more since the federal policies will end up being a significant headwind. For the long run, it suggests looking more closely at international investing, particularly in those countries that are more disciplined in their fiscal decisions. At the end of the Sopranos episode, Christopher is left to pay the bill and has nothing left to tip the waiter. Things turn ugly and the waiter ends up dead. We are still far away from the day when the US Treasury would ever have to stiff the bondholders. But the real danger in the deficit is that no one is paying attention. This increases the risk that things will eventually get ugly. And for investors, like the waiter, it's important to be prepared. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative.
0: This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.